we were looking at Robbie Williams for like videos for like an hour. Mm. It was amazing. Robbie was on top of the world. Yeah. Can you imagine? He had some pretty fucking weird videos though. Like, have you the seen one the one where, where his skin comes yeah. off? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this interview's conducted in in tribute to Robbie. <laughs> In tribute Bobby, to Robbie we love you. Bobby, we love you. I hear you really Bobby, your constant design. inspiration. <laughs> Arts Council Profiles. Okay, Thursday the 3rd of August. Yeah. Up in Edinburgh with Naomi Kalk coming. Well done. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. It's rare people can say my name. So I appreciate well, it. Um, in with you, aren't I? So, can you tell us what your practice is, please? Oof. <laughs> I actually, this is an interesting one because um, I, since graduating, I keep trying to decide, like, what is the best way to describe my practice? Which is theatre design. Which is theatre design. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but theatre design is how the majority of the industry know it but um mm. i think it's just an interesting term to think about and whether there are other ways to describe it that could be better and i think a lot of designers do it because you get like design for performance stage design scenography yeah scenography was really pushed i think when we were training really that's yeah interesting. i thought most of my most of my lectures referred to it as scenography yeah one of my tutors said i should um call it design for performance in space which I then ended up printing on my business cards, which was a big mistake because a year <laughs> later you're like, I'm not giving out business cards that have design for performance and space on it. Design for performance in space and, and space. And space. Because they could see that um, my practice wasn't necessarily always performance. I think it is now, but at that point I was exploring a lot of different things and... Um, and even if I was designing for performance, it wasn't in mm. uh, theatre spaces necessarily. So they suggested that and uh, Young Impressionable Me was like, yeah, what a great term. <laughs> no. Put, put very basically, what is theatre design? Very what simple. is theatre design? Um, it is... A, more difficult to describe. <laughs> <laughs> I think is uh, well. The simplest term is um, the design of the space in which a piece of theatre is performed mm -hmm. uh, or performed on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, okay. that's the simplest way. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also like a time-based visual connection time-based is interesting yeah so it's like design for things that are happening live yeah yeah I think its purpose is always that even if the you know even if you have a very static set um its purpose is always that it's viewed with something that is very time-based mm. mm. um so it has to exist within mm. that intention so now are you comfortable calling your practice theatre design that's what yeah you, yeah yeah that's what I use I think that's the simplest and most like um universal way to describe it and mm. I think in this industry that's that's helpful mm. to yeah use a term that's quite universal and everybody has a gist of what that means um 
But there is always an urge to sort of try and look for something that is as simple as that, but I guess a bit more specific or hinting at um, a very collaborative process um, and a process which doesn't mind stepping outside of the role of the traditional role of theatre design. It's interesting, though, I think that we associate theatre design with being like sets and costumes and objects and things. Yeah. Because really theatre design as a label can encompass yeah. all aspects of design in theatre, which is yeah. sound and lighting. And... It's very true, actually. And I I sometimes find it a bit odd when I'm called the designer and then you also have lighting designer and sound yeah. designer. It's like... Yeah. Um, but I guess it's not as simple... I mean, you sometimes get people credited to just like set and costume designer. Um, but that sounds more limiting to me. Yeah, very true. How do you think your understanding of being a theatre designer has changed since maybe you started studying? Mm, since I started studying? Yeah, let's take it back there. Um, well, when I started studying... I hardly knew what theatre design was. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of got into it through, I did my art foundation. I was always interested in doing art. I thought I wanted to be a fine artist. Then I thought I wanted to be a photographer, um, doing quite narrative work, which I think is interesting because they're, uh, they're quite similar ways of like framing the world. Mm. So I still get very influenced by photography. Um and I was on my art foundation and my tutor was like, your work is very narrative based and it's also very 3D based. Have you thought about theatre design? And I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'd read, like, I went to see hardly any theatre when I was younger. Um, so I was like, great, I must, I guess I must go see some theatre. So a really odd selection of things because <laughs> you just don't like know what to do. choose when yeah. you don't know anything about it. So you're just like, you kind of base it on their um, marketing image <laughs> um, or like how close to you it is or how cheap the ticket is. Um, uh, yeah, so cut a long story short, I got onto uh, the course at Wimbledon College of Art and not really knowing what it was, but like very excited to explore space and stories. Um, and I think that is, that hasn't changed for me. Um, what has changed, I guess, is um, how, realising how much theatre design like can change and the potentials of it. Um, I guess when I started my course, you start off learning in quite a traditional sense of um, how to do costume designs, how to do a set design, uh, how to break down characters and scenes and exits and entrances and and all of that. And those are all very useful tools. Um, but what I've realised as the years have gone on I think is that the process of theatre design can be more closely related to a lot of other mediums of art, um, uh, especially collaborative art, I guess. I think a big part of it is that it has to be so collaborative and you have to work so democratically with others, um, which is something I really enjoy and I think is why I'm not a fine artist. Mm -hmm. um, but... 
yeah, I think like its process can be pushed and pulled and it can be malleable. Um, as long as you have a strong base in like what the tools are to to make that happen um, mm. and to create those connections with other people. And yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it, how you start off with maybe more of a rigid perimeter of what you think it is and that theatre yeah. is thing off on it on its own limb which I think to many people it still is theatre as a form and working in that is something that's very in and of itself yeah do you know what I mean yeah and then maybe the, and then the more you develop as a practitioner the more you see the similarities with other art forms right yeah so. yeah well like at least the potentials of it I think I think you're totally right that theatre um does feel a bit more separate from other art forms than maybe like photography from fine art um for example although I'm you know I'm less in that world so I'm just commenting from what I see um what do you think about the fact because I've heard I've heard theatre be labelled before and I think maybe this is this is quite like outdated but still I think it was quite often labelled as like the commercial art form yeah I mean like you still get that I'm you know looking for a studio to do my work and uh you're constantly given commercial rates and I'm like actually most of the work that I do is arts council subsidized or charity based or um it's like you're not designing sets for the west end show. exactly you know that is commercial but um there's a lot of theater that isn't mm. um yeah it's I think I think from outside of theater there's still quite a lot of that view um and I think theatre, I guess, is more of a, uh, I mean, I don't want to say live art because that is actually quite a particular strand of performance. Um, but I guess in a less commercial, theatre in a less commercial sense, um, still very much feels like it's made and attended by people who uh sort of live and work in theatre or just, you know, live with going to a lot of theatre. Um, I would really like that to change. I would really, you know, looking at um, the attendance of art exhibitions by the general public, I would really like that to be more possible for theatre. Um, but then again, like, the attendance of art exhibitions by the general public is, like, the Tate galleries, which are blockbuster and sometimes... Maybe the equivalent of... Yeah, the West End. Um, but I think the the challenges that they present and the thoughts that they... The creative thoughts and um, the themes that they present can can be more interesting than, you know, wicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have you done much work with, uh, have you done any work with performance artists? Yeah. People who define themselves as performance artists. Uh, yeah. Would they define themselves as, I think they might define themselves as theatre makers. But they are and also what, performance artists. It's quite a blurry line. What is the difference between a performance artist and um, a theatre maker? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> I think you define it how you want to define it. Like whether you're a designer for performance or a theatre designer um, or a scenographer. Mm. Um, 
What is the difference? I guess I think performance artists, I tend to think are more visual. Um, whereas theatre makers can still be very visual, but they might work more with uh, movement or text. Mm. Um, I think the people that I've worked with, which might sort of um, sit on the line between performance art and live art. Live artist is another term. Um, and actually maybe that's more one that's used by the people that I've worked with. Um, they, yeah, they tend to work with text or like dance. But there is always some element of like imagery being quite a key part in that, in the presentation of that performance. And, um, yeah. Do you, because I guess, I guess from the arts background, people who, uh, who may be a performance artist, I think often you get people that are doing everything about their own work. Like they can consider every single aspect of the performance. And they, yeah. Where, as you do get a sense with theatre that it is inherent that it's more collaborative and it's rare that it's quite rare that people want to be making theatre by themselves. Yeah. Even if they are having to put on their own little shows. Yeah. Solo. Yeah. I think maybe the aim is to always have like a team. Yes. Of people. And interestingly, I mean, this, this is also just down to my experience, but um, so it can be different everywhere, but interestingly, the live artists that I've worked with have been some of the most collaborative people that I've worked with. But I think... Do you think, that's good? Do you think that in theatre that's because roles are maybe too defined, even though it's collaborative? Potentially, yeah. I mean, they've also, like, um, been quite young in terms of, like, making work. Mm. Um, not an age thing, but... Yeah, just in terms of the amount of shows and types of shows they've got behind them. Um, so I guess their their process feels a bit more open mm. um, and a bit more open to other people coming in and having influence on that. I think also, um, again, I mean, just my experience of those, those shows and processes, but um, the teams tend to be smaller. Um, so we're much more closely knit, which I think immediately breaks down some boundaries um, and allows us to speak and work with each other in in a particular way mm. um, that makes you feel like you can really take risks and you can make suggestions about other people's work and um, bring ideas in that aren't necessarily within your role um and that is always really accepted but that's also down to the lead artist um and the kind of space that they want to set up but yeah it's generally felt to me that in in the live art performance art world um it's been much more open mm. to that in that case can you Describe what your, I mean, I'm sure in some cases you've had a dream process of making something. <laughs> but what, what, like, if you come on board to a project, 
mean, maybe it changes quite a lot, but in your approach to it and stuff, what's your dream setup, I guess? What would be the... Um, uh, a great creative team. And what do you mean Let by go that? On. Like, what is a great creative team? Um, a creative team. So a designer, my role, um, whatever that may be, and a lighting designer and a sound designer um, and whoever else is right for that piece of work. So it might be like choreographer, writer, um, director as well. Um, I think in my dream process, we are all given time that is paid Mm -hmm. at the beginning to create a connection with each other that is actually maybe not necessarily starting work on the project, but doing something related to it. So it might be just like all meeting up for a coffee to chat about each other's processes and interests and work. I think like creating that friendly foundation and knowing how other people work is really essential to a good collaboration. And actually like really don't get that enough. Those relationships are often formed during the process, which can be fine. I think we're all quite adapted in this industry and freelancing to be able to do that Mm. and to read people quickly and um, understand their needs and, and interests quickly. Um, You know, if you're, if you're interested in doing that, but I always feel like it would it would be really nice to sort of build that foundation, even just for like an afternoon mm. um, at the start. Um, and everybody on the project from the start. And I think the whole creative team paid for an equal amount of time. Um, if that's also depending on the project, because sometimes um, the sort of nature of our our different uh, practices can demand different amounts of, uh, I guess, technical time mm. or practical time. Um, so do you... But in terms of creative time, mm. everybody being paid for the same amount and um, and just like a really well-scheduled process as well. Like I, I had one earlier this year where, I mean, the fee wasn't, massive so time is limited and they wanted a really collaborative process and I sort of pointed out that often if you want a really collaborative process you need lots of time in the room and they had three different weeks of rehearsal this dance piece um but actually they the producer was just really good at managing the time of the creative team and making sure that though they couldn't pay for us to be in the room all the time um they got us in at the same time and the lead artist and choreographer worked towards having certain things to show us on those days that we were in and just just managed it really well that it was like a really productive but still very open atmosphere like it wasn't strict um yeah there's just mm. something that is maybe just a bit inexplainable that just clicked about that um mm. So it's a, it's a number of factors. So, I mean, aiming for collaboration is the main thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like having the chance to be collaborative and all yeah. that. What, 
I know it's really difficult, but what is collaboration? <laughs> oh, I love this question. Um, <laughs> what is collaboration? Um, gosh, it's such a hit word now at the moment as well. Mm. I. What does it mean to you then? What does it mean to me? Rather than trying to find it for anyone else. True like a true openness to working with others, taking others' suggestions and risks and willing to go with them, um, even if they are suggesting things that aren't necessary, like within their role, boundaries, however you have set those. Um, yeah. I feel, I guess just to give a bit of a comparison, maybe that's sometimes easier. Um, I feel like often a collaborative process is, someone says they have a collaborative process, but actually what they mean is they like having a lot of conversation. Um, but it's it's the nature and the openness of that conversation that makes the collaboration um you know a director and a designer having a lot of conversation about a piece of work isn't collaborative unless there I think there is a real like equal playing ground there mm. I think everyone needs to be on the same plane and needs to have the same amount of openness. You know, and of course, I think it's it's really important in collaboration to have a lead artist or a director um, or a choreographer or whoever, you know, is that role to guide it. And it can still be their vision. But I think the openness of being able to go with other people's ideas and let them really influence the the process and I think it's interesting though because I think you're I think you're being very diplomatic with saying oh for the director it can still be their vision because I do think that is all if it's a singular vision from one person yeah so I think one person can come on with the impetus and I do obviously yeah it's very good in many situations, it can be very, very hard to have like a completely equal group who've all studied differently and all trained differently and have yeah. specialists. And have different to... life experiences yeah. and work experiences. So I think the leading thing is a really, I understand that. But I do wonder if this thing about, I just feel like people say it quite often, oh, a director, you know, they can still have their own vision, but this is what, it's like, well, how can you be really, how can you be a collaborative director? Yeah. If you're working an, towards your vision. Like yeah, surely, no, that's an interesting. Do you not feel like? Um, I guess maybe let me try and re-explain what I mean. Because um, otherwise it's sort of like they're letting you go off and have your little bit of fun collaborating and then. Do you not feel like mm. the most fruitful collaboration is when it like, you feel like that's actually building the work? Yeah, I think. So I'm going to use a weird analogy here. Which often, <laughs> I often I think of in the process of making a show. Generally, um, I guess more in a practical way, but it might help. I often think of making a show as like um, 
it's curling, isn't it? Where you're like rubbing the ice and the, the not ball, but like um, the, the circular, sh- you're like, you've got the circular shape. Or like an ice hockey. Yeah. You've got the... You've no, got... you're not like hitting it, but um, but like, like you rub to... the ice to create friction to make it move, but to then make... you've got to yeah. get it into a certain area. Yeah. So um, you have to rub the ice in a certain path so yeah. that the thing follows you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've got to not it's let it puck. fall short. Puck. It's called a puck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got to not let it fall short, but you've also not got to get it too far. Mm. Um and I don't know how the setup of those teams work, but what I've always <laughs> assumed is that maybe there is a, a lead, but getting that puck into the right space relies on everybody. Um, and one person cannot do it on their own. They might have a strategy, but it relies on everybody being like so attentive and um, jumping in when they feel they need to. And others allowing others to jump in when it would be better for them to, mm-hmm. um, I guess, take the lead on the puck. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, and, a, no, that's, a, that's a good good analogy. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, I actually don't have, disclaimer, I don't know how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> I might have just made that up. But yeah, it's like, for me, it's about that a team just working together really well um and and not having you know you have your different roles and you have your different influences and in your life experiences and work experiences and etc but um just having like a true attentiveness to each other and being on the same plane and being able to work with each other and um and i think it's the like i guess the strategy that comes from what's interesting with that analogy though is i guess say in this way we're assuming that ice hockey or whatever works <laughs> <laughs> i think it is called Everyone, curling but yeah but isn't that part isn't that a technique in ice hockey anyway <laughs> you know what we're talking about <laughs> people but can google i guess i guess everyone knows in the team would know what the aim is of where to get that they can probably tell I guess the aim is having made a show, but that show okay. can be like whatever. So the aim is to make a show, but but what that show looks like at the end, like everyone knows where that yeah. park has got to go and exactly where yeah, it's got to go. Yeah, but you don't know where in in that space, <laughs> in that circle or square or whatever, it's going to go. Okay, yeah, okay. You don't know how that like f- finished image of the the puck in, in the space is going to look. Okay, um, so other than collaboration, give me three words that are very important to you you when you're theatre designing, like your approach to theatre designing. My approach. Um, um, I try and always remain playful. Playful. Um, that relies on other people as well and a willingness to be playful and allow you to be playful because playful I think also means taking risks um to play is like I think one of the greatest things for creativity and unlocking things um yeah playful um inquisitive um I think it's really important when thinking about images and how images work 
in a space and with people and on people's bodies um, and with the audience and how they interact with that space um, and their experience of it. I think it's really important that all of that is universal, that it doesn't... Unless there's like a really particular reason to represent a certain time and space or a certain reference that not necessarily everybody will get. I think it's really important that a really wide audience can somehow create a connection with it. And I guess a lot of my work tends to have a bit like a bit of a cross between um, more abstracted, um, I guess, emotional images. Um, and then like realism influences and references but still like their their intention is for an emotional connection as opposed to like we are in this school in this place like this part of the country at this time you know a particular group of people will relate to that and sometimes there there's a good reason for that mm. being on stage but um Yes, to go back to inquisitiveness, just trying to search, find out as much as possible, try to um, really understand the work, the people in it, um, the people that are in the room with you, um, as well as the characters or or whoever that might be on stage. Mm. Um yeah, I think that's really important. Searching. Yeah. Finding out. Um, equally for the subject themes. Do you find um so do you find the process of making theatre like quite like to be like a very like le- like it's a good learning process? Yeah. And that's kind of what I love about it, and that's what sometimes, you know, when you're in production week after production week and you're exhausted and Oh, theatre is tiring. Um, often a thing that keeps me going is like the promise of learning more about mm. the world and about people. Um, and I think, I mean, big general statement here. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what art is for, is, a, is for processing that. Um, yeah, in different ways and on different levels, whether that be intellectually or emotionally. Um, yeah. Um, third word, I sort of want to say democratic, but I feel like that is very closely related to collaborative. You're just finding another word for, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, like democracy is important No, but that's, no, I think that's, important I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think undermine, I think, no, I, I think for you that's a synonym, but I think yeah. it isn't for everybody. Okay, yeah. I mean, I could use, an, like, another one might be, political i think mm. especially more recently yeah um and that isn't to say that i always want to put directly political images on stage that might not be right for the piece mm. but having a political and social awareness um is important to my work just being very aware of like what images are out there 
for especially for people that don't work in theatre yeah um what is like the status quo what Mm. is Mm. yeah and socially aware is maybe a better word actually because there's a word because there's an association with the word design Mm. that is quite functional yeah and is maybe working toward doing something for somebody else and also to a certain extent the teamwork thing as well is like understanding this thing and then figuring out how to work best for that common aim yeah and I'm but I think I think very often with practitioners like so much of who you are is relevant to you yeah you are as a who you are as a practitioner yeah do you feel like the more work you do and the more experience you get you find it easier to bring yourself into your work or do oh good question um because there's a thing about professionalism and mm. I think maybe when you start there's a thing about how you should be as a designer or yeah. how you should be as a practitioner yeah I'm just wondering if I mean definitely like so I guess I've been working in the industry full-time for three years um and was doing a bit before that was that uni as well but definitely over that time I'm more comfortable I think in the last year is when I've I've actually felt like the majority of time really comfortable in my practice in Mm. my skin in um working with other people and letting them see a vulnerability of working creatively um yeah being you know wanting to be collaborative as well means that you have to be coming up with don't have to but like you're often coming up with those ideas in a room with other people and you're making offerings and those offerings you know if you want to be playful are also risks um and there's a vulnerability in that. And yeah, when, you know, when you're new into the industry, um, you do feel like you have to be a certain thing sometimes um, to make yourself available to as many people as possible. And I think as you do more, you learn, you learn what kind of theatre and what kind of people you're interested in, you get on well with and um, what kind of processes um and maybe do you feel like you've got more as you've I mean three years isn't even very long no (laughs) but but in that time do you think you've now you're now in a position where you've got a bit more freedom to be how you want to be yeah just recently actually um yeah I mean yeah you did sort of say that but yeah yeah I mean, like, I I always feel I'm quite adaptable. Um, I'm definitely not a designer who is, like, I only want to work with new writing, for example. I actually, what what keeps me really stimulated is working with lots of different kinds of work. And it's all about the project and discovering what is best for that project and the process. Um, and, like, adapting your process for that project as well like there's a different process for designing a play than there is for working with a live artist and there is for working with dance for example 
Um, uh, yeah, but I think that having done lots of different things, that has made me more confident in my process and its ability to work with others. And it's made me really figure out, um, you know, through doing, through taking risks and being playful, like what my tools are. And I think that's like, that's the framework that you always keep. And then like, yeah, you have your framework or you have your tools and then like how you use them or like what you put in that frame is the thing that changes. So I guess I've, that that frame has become stronger or my tools have become better <laughs> whichever way you want to look at it yeah yeah um and I'm interested in what in this like in this uh work that you learn so much from and that's like learning is quite a driving force for you I'm wondering mm. as well what like what's exciting you about how your work might develop like what excites mm. you about Naomi <laughs> as a fu- as a as a future designer? Is she? <laughs> um, um, the the potentials of what process can do within th- within theatre and theatre design. Um, yeah, I mean, like co-design is one really big thing that I'm interested in. Um, mm you know, really breaking down those boundaries and what can you get from a process and what can you unlock um, when you have two minds working on the same thing um, as opposed to one. And those two minds also working, you know, in conjunction or in collaboration with the director or whoever. Um, What can you unlock in those discussions when you've got another person sort of throwing different challenges in and different perspectives. Um, Yeah, that's one thing. But equally, like, in, I guess, my more solo practices, discovering... I would really like to discover where design can start in a process, like um, more design-led processes Mm. um yeah that's what I see as like potentials in the future that I'm interested in Mm, nice hopefully that'll happen yeah yeah but it's like it's a long process of finding the right people and waiting for the right time um and I'm I'm cool with that (laughs) (laughs) um and what's what are you getting excited by externally from other work Oh, <laughs> um, in terms of theatre design, um, it's interesting. It feels like it's going mm-hmm. through a bit of a like trend or like golden age at the moment, um, which is very exciting. But also, I it's very difficult in art not to have trends I think but equally I I think we should try and not not have uh, that's 
No, because I think the, I've just driven myself into a hole. But the worry, <laughs> the worry with the trend is that it was a phase. Yeah. I think the worry with the trend is that it's superficial, but that's not necessarily always true because a trend comes from... A trend is influenced by what society is also doing at the moment. Like society goes through trends and phases and that's I think that's just like a human thing mm-hmm. um I guess yeah you, you don't want trends to be superficial you want um you want them to be coming from a place that's very genuine so um but it's exciting me that theatre design feels like it's getting a bit more of a platform and that people are getting a bit more of a platform to do things a bit differently like the site at Royal Court is, you know, working a bit differently with design by Chloe Lamford. Um, so, yeah, sort of looking out into UK theatre and seeing things like that is exciting. Um, oh, but it, you can reference beyond theatre as well. There's... Yeah. What is exciting me in the world generally? Yeah. Um That there's a lot more accepted conversation happening about um, diversity mm-hmm. and about how different people feel. Um, that there isn't so much of a, I mean, there still is, like, there's still <laughs> an enormous amount of work to do, but. Um, you feel like those. It feels like those conversations are amping up a little bit. Yeah, and that there's there's more of an opportunity for people to go. This is me, and that's okay. Um, I'm I'm an individual, and I don't have to be like you. Um, I find that exciting, and I think yeah, that's coming out through like the internet and um, as many qualms. I have about the internet. I think it's also quite an exciting accessibility tool. It's interesting, isn't it? Because in a way, there's as many, like it just swings both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. Like in a way, people don't need to be an artist or have a platform to just start a conversation or to speak their mind. Yeah, yeah. And what I think is really interesting and sometimes I do find a bit exciting is... um, our generation are like the, I sort of feel like we're the first of the adults, I guess, not like particularly us. Um, this might also apply to people, you know, a few years older than us or a few years younger, mm. um, who grew up from quite a young age with the internet. And I'm intrigued. I don't know how hopeful I am, but I'm intrigued to see what influence that has um, in creation of art and voice. Um, Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm just always intrigued by society. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of real shit going on at the moment as well that you could also mention, but I think... um, yeah, I'm just, I'm interested to see what we do next because it feels like we're in quite a p- 
period of quite big change. Yeah, it's hard to also gain a perspective at this age. Like being 25, Mm. it only feels like in the last five to 10 years that like you are actually able to sort of look at the world and have a bit of that perspective. And that's not a very long time at all. Um, But yeah, I'm excited about the upcoming generation. Yeah. And seeing what they do and what we do, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess I just want to end on trying to... I'm asking how that is relevant to you as a theatre designer. People, the world. Mm. Um, Yeah, as I sort of touched on earlier, theatre design and art in general is a way of um, framing and looking at the world with different pairs of eyes um, and on different levels, intellectually, emotionally, visually. It's a visually accessible thing, which I think is really important. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's yeah. constantly influencing me. And the role theatre can be in that, in that wider yeah. society. I mean, like, I think it should, like, it used to be, like, the people's art form. And mm. I think it's become more and more close as it's become more and more of a... Specifically in Britain. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I can't I think what we outside of Britain. But, yeah, I think but. what we know with... What we... Given that we're brought up on Shakespeare, like, yeah, definitely mm. our understanding of it is that it started off as a people's art form. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so much different kinds of theatre out there. So, of course, there's still work that does that, but the way that theatre is viewed as a whole by society just feels like it's not so much that anymore. I mean, it's difficult, though, um, isn't it? Because it's not TV. No. It's not and actually, seeing film. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day about... Um, they they told me about a TV series they were really getting into and they were, like, really hooked on it. And I was like, how how can we and should we um, make theatre have that kind of, like, enticement and addictiveness mm. um, and all the, like, multi-layers that sort of six-part series or, you know, however many episodes they have, um, why do you have. Think, why do you think theatre, if TV or whatever is filling that gap in people's lives, though, mm. why do you think theatre should... Like, what's different about theatre? Like, why should theatre... Why do you think what, we should or shouldn't? Yeah, why, like, why should yeah. theatre entice people to get their entertainment yeah yeah and I guess that's why I questioned like should we Um, (laughs) it just intrigues me that yeah people are so into tv and film like you'd have to do it in a very different way because they are they are they're a different engagement um with your experience of processing it if that makes sense like you yeah you engage with them in very different ways um I think what I what I worry about a lot is that theatre is viewed by society as 
an intellectual thing. Um, and it can be, but it also doesn't have to be. And there's plenty of theatre that isn't only made for a very intellectual audience by very intellectual people. Um, I mean, I the West End escapes it. Like, the musicals yeah. escape it, but... Yeah. I guess... Normal theatre that, like... But, then see, those big musicals are still really expensive. Like, there's plenty of, like, normal theatre you can see that's very affordable. Yeah. I guess um, what I would like to see is, like, theatre... Because what TV and film can do is present some challenging and very current themes and really reach a mass audience doesn't necessarily have to be the entertainment that a musical is and it doesn't have to have like the safety that a musical does um and I guess I want to see theatre do a bit more of that um and it can still be entertaining or not entertaining not necessarily entertaining and I like you know, you're grinning all the way through and singing along and stuff, um, or you're, you know, finding it very funny or having a a lovely time. Um, it can still be entertaining in the way that a crime drama is. Um, but, yeah, it, feel, it feels like sometimes theatre that has those challenging themes, very socially current themes... Um, just aren't reaching the people that I think they need to reach. But that's also an audience's thing. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, I think time's up. I think we're done. Thank you. Thank you so much, Naomi. I really enjoyed that. That was great. Go off and get your train now. Arts Council Profiles.